ladies and gentlemen, the biggest event, the biggest night in the summer of the summer, SummerSlam, with the tagline being, you'll never see it coming. <sighs> Let me tell you something here. There is one particular match that I feel like that is going to hold true to. But other than that, I think we see, we know what's coming. Okay. I feel though as if, and I'm going to get into that tagline and why I feel like it was, it, it happened. What prompt that to happen? What led, like what prompt led, whatever you want to say to this situation. We have eight matches on the card right now. I feel like a ninth one will be added. I feel like the Intercontinental title will be on the line with the new WWE Intercontinental Champion Jeff Hardy defending his title against the former champ AJ Styles, all based off of the fact that, as I just said, new AJ Styles lost the title on SmackDown this past Friday. And... I just feel like that match may be added to the card. So if it is added, then that's nine. If not, we're just going to stick with eight. If they do add it on there, I will get onto the Instagram page and just voice my opinion and voice who I think is going to win that. But I just feel like they may add that on there. Now, first pay-per-view that they're doing in the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome was premiered. It was introduced to us on Friday on SmackDown. You know, it was it's the virtual experience. We're having the fans virtually there at the Amway Arena. It looks it looks very interesting to say the least. I'm not gonna give my full opinion on it right now. I just feel like I'm gonna just wait for that to happen. Wait till then a further a future episode. But with that being said, let's jump into this card. We have, like I did for NXT TakeOver 30, and like I do for most of the shows, most of the pay-per-view preview shows that I occasionally would do, I start from my least favorite or my least interest match to the match that I'm the most interested in. So we're going to start off with Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville, hair versus hair. Originally, that's what it was. But after Friday night, Sonya Deville basically has issued that this match be a no disqualification. Loser leaves company. With all that being said, before I give my prediction and my thoughts on the match, um, I hope that Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose are both doing okay. Um, if y'all are unaware, last weekend, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose was a victim of a home invasion. Um, an obsessed fan drove from South Carolina to Florida, where Sonya Deville lives. This fan was obsessed over Sonya Deville. I'm not going to give his name because he doesn't deserve to have that much. He's already had enough, so I'm not going to give him any more um, publicity for this. But he showed up with 
I believe it was a knife, duct tape, um, zip ties, and was basically going to kidnap her. And they said that he made very alarming, provocative, dangerous messages, tweeting her and sending inappropriate photos and all types of things. So with that being said, I originally had that Mandy Rose was going to end up winning. I still hold that and I still believe that Mandy Rose will end up winning. But because you have it being no disqualification, you can see that Miz and Morrison will get involved, which then will bring out heavy machinery. But I feel like with the with the new stipulation of loser leaves the WWE, I feel though as if this is the opportune time for Sonya Deville to take time away from the business because she's going to need to because of everything that's going on. And I think that it's going to take a lot of her, a lot of therapy, a lot of things like that to get herself over it. And same thing with Mandy Rose as well. But I feel like Mandy's going to win. Sonya's going to leave. Um, she'll be gone for some time. And then she will return. And I think she will show up on Raw. I don't think she will continue to be on SmackDown. So next up, we have... The United States title on the line. The champion Apollo Crews will be defending it against MVP. Um, I have not spoke about, well, I did speak about the United States title, the new design of it on the IG page, but that title is probably my favorite design next to the NXT heavyweight title. I think those two are my favorite titles in the, in the, in the WWE right now. And I have Apollo Crews winning. Now, the Hurt Business is not going to be in. They're not going to be ringside. But for some reason, I feel like Apollo Crews is still going to end up winning. I feel like Cedric Alex, something's going to happen. Cedric Alexander is going to come out and said is going to turn and he's going to join the Hurt Business. Now, with all that being said, I know it's like, okay, well, if Apollo Crews retains, what's next for Apollo Crews? Who's Apollo Crews going to fight feud with next? A lot of people may say it's going to be Cedric because of that, but I don't think so. I think after Monday's show, after Bobby Lashley got the pin on Apollo Crews and they fucked up the Apollo or not the Apollo. They fucked up the Bobby Lashley angle and they picked the wrong time for him to go for the heavyweight title. I think that Bobby Lashley will go for the United States title and win on the United States title. I think that Apollo, not Apollo. I think that Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin will probably team up and go for the Anticano, not Anticano, will go for the tag team titles. And Bobby, not Bobby, MVP will just be the mouthpiece, be the one that will occasionally get in matches, but he will strictly just be the mouthpiece for the Hurt Business. The next title we have on the line 
is the Raw Tag Team titles. We have the Street Profits going up against Angel Garza and Andrade. And for this one, I don't have a pick. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't really put a... I didn't know who to pick because I feel like this is the time for Andrade and Angel Garza to win the tag team titles. But... I still feel like what's the Street Profits going to do once they lose these titles? And do you really want to see them lose the titles right now? Um, I really, I don't have a solid pick for this, so I'm not going to give, this one I'm not going to give a pick for. I don't have a pick for it, and I'm going to keep it like that. Next up, we have the SmackDown Women's title on the line as the role model Bailey is defending her covenant title against Asuka. Um, Bailey, the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion, arguably one of the best, and going against Asuka. Now, if y'all watched my story on the podcast page, I went off to hear that Asuka was going to be challenging Bailey for the SmackDown Women's title. Seeing that Asuka already has a title match against Sasha Banks. This bothers me to the highest of highs, but I do not have Bailey losing this title. I have her retaining. There's no doubt in my mind I feel like this apparently last night on SmackDown or on Friday night on SmackDown as I am recording this on Saturday before TakeOver. Bailey was in a beat the clock challenge and I'm guessing that she lost. So Bailey's title is on the line first. Then we have the boss against Asuka for the Raw Women's title. And I'm going to be honest with you. I have Sasha Banks retaining. If if there was one person that was going to lose the title, I can see it being Sasha losing the title. And it just builds up this animosity between them two, her and Bailey. But I don't see that happening. I see them, them both still keeping those titles. And then a Sunday later, payback's taking place. And they are defending the tag team titles against who we do not know at the time. I could say it's going to be Asuka and Shayna Baszler because they won against them on Monday. So we could possibly see that tag team pairing going up against the golden role models. Next up, we have the street fight. We have Dominic versus Seth freaking Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah. I will be honest with you guys. I know it, you're probably like, why is this like at the tail end of my, like this is a match I'm interested in. It's because I want to see Dominic in the ring. Um, I do not see that Seth Rollins will be losing this. What I do see happening is something very similar to what I had said about the Keith Lee carrying cross match. I think Seth Rollins, and this is a no disqualification. This is a street fight. Seth 
Rollins is going to annihilate Dominic to the point where Ray gets involved and Ray begs, pleads. Dominic ends up, you know, he throws in the white towel, whatever the case may be. And Dominic ends up turning on Ray because he's like, you didn't think that I could have continued this match. You didn't think that I could do this. And that's what I see. Now, where does this lead to? We don't know. Alistair Black has been sidelined for some time. This might be a, a chance for Alistair Black and Seth Rollins to have a, a long story. Next up, Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. Now, this is where I talk about you'll never see it coming. When Randy Orton attacked the champ, Drew McIntyre, he hit him with RKO out of nowhere. We didn't see it coming. Drew McIntyre didn't see it coming. That became the theme of SummerSlam. You'll never see it coming. And you can hit both the Claymore or the RKO out of nowhere. But as I'd said about EO Shirai's title run, I've been very vocal on saying this about Drew McIntyre's title run and definitely Bray Wyatt. I mean, Braun Strowman. Their title runs have been very subpar, very lackluster, very just piss poor. Especially, you know, like I said, EO. Drew really, because I really feel like Drew feeds from the crowd, feeds from the fans. And then Braun Strowman, well, we all know, Braun really wasn't supposed to win that heavyweight title, that universal title. We all know that Braun Strowman was just, he was put in the right place at the right time. And we know that the big dog will come and get what's rightfully his. But this Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre storyline, it was is very intriguing as we have seen Randy Orton has been taking legends out left and right. Took the big show out. Um, Kevin Owens, not a legend right now, but he took him out. Took out Ric Flair and took out Shawn Michaels. Now everybody is going with this theory that Flair may get involved, may come out, may screw Randy Orton. But what if, and this is not what, but this is just a theory that I heard. What if Randy Orton and Flair had this plan? It's all planned out. And Flair actually screws Drew out of the title. I got Randy Orton winning regardless. Whether it's by hook or crook. And the reason why is because I feel like they're building up for him and Edge. The trilogy, which apparently is being rumored to be the match at WrestleMania and the I Quit match. But I feel like it might be sooner. I feel like Edge and Randy Orton will fight for the title. I feel like Randy is the best right now. Randy's in his prime. Like, I know a lot of people feel like when Randy was with Legacy, that might have been him in his prime. 
But I feel like this is the best Randy Orton that I've seen ever. Like this Randy Orton right here is the best. And I don't see that being, I don't see why you wouldn't reward him with the title. It's always better when the heel is the champ because it's always, it's, you always love to see the face overcome the odds and, and win the title. Plus, I'm going to be honest with you. I like Drew, but Drew keeps poking at the bear, which is Brock Lesnar. If you pay attention, if you look at his background now, his background is the Brock Lesnar logo with the sword going through it. I've always been against that. I've been like, okay, there's certain things like Seth Rollins. He was the beast slayer. Now Drew's doing the same thing where you're making your big, like, it. I just don't like that. But I'll tell you what I do like. The WWE Universal title on the line. Braun Strowman going up against The Fiend. Ladies and gentlemen, this storyline is the one storyline that has caught my attention the most. And it all revolves around Alexa Bliss and someone else. That someone else happens to be Nikki Cross. Now, the ideal also of the you, you'll never see it coming I have a feeling that The Fiend is going to end up winning this and becoming the Universal Champion. But what if, because a lot of people are under this opinion that Alexa Bliss may join The Fiend. And there's a, there's a part of me, a real huge part of me, that feels the same way. But what if Nikki Cross joins Bray Wyatt in the in the Firefly Funhouse. Like what if? Now I think this is gonna be a very interesting match because we've seen the fiend in matches before. But most of the fiend's matches it's kinda there's some type of stipulation to it. We don't see a stipulation. This is just a straight match. There's no stipulation. There's no special type of thing going on. Sorry. So, I... Bray Wyatt will win this title. I just have a feeling that Nikki Cross is going to get involved. Nikki may join Bray. We never seen it coming. Alexa Bliss may join. You never see it coming. Hell, Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman might actually join forces with The Fiend and become a faction. That's something that I've heard. That's something we'll never see coming because why would it? But when I was presented this, 
I thought about it and I thought back to certain things that was said on SmackDown two weeks ago. When Alexa Bliss was talking, Alexa Bliss happened to say something about how the fiend um is it's like the fiend's intriguing. The fiend is this like she she said it's like a moth to a flame. And then when Braun Strowman and Alexa was talking, Braun said, The fiend brings something out of you. He does this, that, and the third. He said, You know this firsthand now. So the fiend has done something to both Braun and Alexa and brought something out. So what if they just all join forces? Now, the question would be who will stop them? Now, we all know if Roman shows up, then maybe. But if you get that type of, that'd be, if you get that type of power, who can defeat it? Who can? It's an interesting question. But overall, I'm looking forward to SummerSlam. SummerSlam's always been one of my favorite pay-per-views. Um, and like I said, SummerSlam is always going to answer a lot of questions. And then the new kind of quarter entering the end of the year starts. And we start to really see how things are going to end up being. And we can start seeing potential stories being built and things like that. So I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. I look forward to watching SummerSlam. Just like I did with NXT, I will be watching it, giving y'all my reaction on the Instagram page, and then giving an overall review on it on Instagram. Um, You may see, just let y'all know, the Maverick, my homeboy Jalil, he will probably be, well, he did text me saying that he, Ask if he can come over and watch it. So you may see during during the if you follow the story, you may see Jalil happen to be on the live or not live. I happen to be on the, the page and we might, you know, do a little recap, you know, since he's going to be here and we're going to probably sit down and talk about it. But um, I look forward to doing this. I look forward to, you know, talking more about wrestling um, like I said, I will be coming out with an episode a little bit later um, this week addressing the future or not the future, but addressing everything that's been going on. Um, I will give my opinion on the Thunderdome. I will discuss the recent things as far as the storylines and, you know, the plots and the characters and rumors and all types of things. So. Thank you all for listening. This is the franchise of the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. Signing off. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoy SummerSlam. I hope you enjoyed NXT TakeOver 30. And just enjoyed this weekend. I mean, it's kind of different, like like I've said, because we're not, you know, this is supposed to be, fans are supposed to be there. Like right now, fans are supposed to be doing interaction and dealing and, and and being with the wrestlers and, you know, having their access and doing all this fun stuff. And now you can't because of this pandemic, but we got to make the best out of it as I always tell everybody. So enjoy 
Take care. Be safe. Wear a mask. I happen to just get my daughter to new Sasha Banks mask. So get a mask if you don't have one. WWE sells them. They're 12 bucks. Um, or you can just buy one, just whatever. Just wear a mask, please, because this is not nothing to be played with. I bid y'all all adieu. Till next time, take it easy.